first and foremost, it's awesome that I knew that Zach was going to pick Denny as his name. I just knew it in my head. Oh, yeah. I knew why it in did my you, heart what, of hearts. Why did you think? Why did you think? I just don't know. I think just because of the inappropriate <laughs> shit he would say, I, can I watch? <laughs> like, I wonder why I was like, that he would jump in bed with Zach. him. That's Zach. That's Zach. It's like sometimes I want to kiss her. Yeah, he's like, don't, he's like it's okay. Like I was like, well, I don't know if that's okay, man. Like, no, no. Have yeah, you guys just, been your your Friday night? Um, I went and hung out um with a friend of ours, and he was in town, and we went went to a buddy of his, you know, his apartment you complex. Licking? <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we went to his buddy's apartment. Um who, you know, is a dentist and has, you know, some income and has, lives in this very nice apartment complex. And he lives I, in an apartment? Ugh. Well, it's a very fancy apartment. It has a golf simulator in there. We were playing golf. Um, That's cool. Clubs. A golf simulator? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a screen and you have a full, like, you can just tee up the ball and you swing and it goes, and the sensor picks it up and there's a screen like you're on a golf course. So uh, they have that for like Mario or something like that. They had like a virtual I, boy, like you put. Right? I used to see that in like old '90s or early 2000s depictions of like malls. You would go to the mall and there'd be like at the yeah. golf shop they would have one of those. Yeah, and and there's actually it's kind of had a revival because there's a few places like that now where you can go and go up, you know, rent a room, have beers, like hang out with you know a group thing. Um, yeah, just like slap some balls around with some sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you and your buddy slapping balls around with your dicks. I mean, sticks. No, yeah. So that's it. Just had some wings, drank some wine, some whiskey, smoked a stogie. Ooh, um, that sounds like a nice night. Yeah. Then eventually started betting on. There's this yeah, Korean game show called Physical 100. <laughs> Have y'all heard of that show? No, I haven't. Wait, what? It, is Physical 100. Yeah, Physical 100. And I guess it's it's a Korean show, and they take all the top. I wouldn't say athletes, but I guess people that use their body for physical like performance or their job. So like there were dancers, you know, Olympians, rescue climbers, but uh, they just compete in these course, like these challenges. And so like towards the end of the night, um, we were just like watching and, and somebody suggested, should we just start betting on who's going to be the first loser, second loser? So, um, yeah. So I, I, I looked up Gamblers Anonymous this morning just to kind of see what options I have for my life. Damn, bro. Yeah. So it's on Netflix or is this a live show? It's, a, it's like, on Netflix. It it it, uh, it releases every time because our last bet that we had going, the competition was still they hadn't finished. There was two two people still competing, and it just started. It cut to the credits. It goes next episode February twenty first, and I'm like, oh shit. Damn. I guess we don't know. Uh-huh. We'll have to wait till next week to see who won this last bet. So. But so, what did you do with your Friday night, Zach? Oh man, I I just played Final Fantasy VII remake. It's still not even finished. I, I I'm playing the first one. I haven't beaten it yet. It still isn't finished. Yeah, but the game came out like two years ago. I know they have to release part two. They also did like the intermission or integrate um, side story, but I'm still on the first one because I. I got it free with my PlayStation Plus subscription, so I'm just playing through. Yeah, because it's not finished. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a 30-hour game so far. I mean, wow! But they still haven't finished the game. Have you finished Life? Have Why you? do things need to be like, finished? Kind of question. The, the, <laughs> the point is, things don't have to be finished. The best things don't finish. I don't know. Final Fantasy VII original was finished. That was a good game. Your mom's a good game. How about that? Whoa, um, that's your she... mom too. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I that's my thing about new Square Enix or whatever. It's just whatever. It's just about money, dude. Like they try and it drag is. it out as much as possible. Yeah. Whatever. And that's why a lot I of their games have been <laughs> failing, dude. Yeah, there has been. I've been hearing articles that they have been trying to make new IPs, and because a lot of shit they've been making is failing. I'm like, yeah, if you're done making Final Fantasy 47, like. Can we make something out? I mean, all the like, Final, I will always love the Final Fantasy series, dude. Those are all know, of those dude. are great, dude. Every single no, one. It's up until like Final Fantasy. I'll give it up to thirteen, and thirteen is a little hit or miss with me, but I still like it. Oh, no, 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 up to fourteen. Did you play online? I did not like fifteen. I played a little bit online. I liked yeah. online. I never. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, fifteen. I, like apparently i finished that game but i do not remember the whole ending of that game which is i have all the physical evidence of achievements and finishing the game i don't remember how it ends well i like, mean maybe you should start branching out into some some better rpgs jrpgs like uh the atelier series bro i probably have to that's a fun one you get to make potions out of ingredients oh wow <laughs> i'm sure that's like every <laughs> rpg game uh Anywho, what I did Friday was fucking work. That's it. Oh, that's oh yeah. That's sorry, Josh. Way, way to bring it. Way to bring it down, dude. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's talking. What did you do this Friday? I'm like, I worked. Did you have any interesting interactions at work, dude? I mean, I had stupid lady, people apparently like, from earlier comment. Yes, that's what I was about to get to. Like this, this lady. She had to be my age or younger. She had her kid, and she's like, "Um, do y'all have Doctor Strange?" I'm like, "Uh, which one?" And like, I don't know. I'm like, bitch, you're the one that's asking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then, and I was like, I looked up and said, yes, we have the newest one in the Multiverse of Madness. And it's, it's like, we have it for Blu-ray. And she's like, does it work for DVD? I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Josh, for all you know, only three months ago was she like released from a sex dungeon and she's exploring the Marvel Universe for the first time. Like she doesn't no. even know what a fucking Blu-ray is, apparently. Like you don't know what her past <laughs> is, bro. She... Well, all I know is that she dropped this on me out of nowhere. She's like, hey, "Let me let me break it, give it to you straight. I'm gonna be taking shrooms," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, this explains a lot of your brain damage. Like, you have a child. Like, Jesus Christ, man, your child. It, she the child's clearly she's wanting something. Eat the she child, keeps on telling dude. her she's gonna dude. fucking like melt her brain and eat the child. <laughs> she." She was clit, dude. She had to be younger, like my age or younger. Like this bitch was like the brain rot. She had donkey brains, dude. Like, how do you not know? Again, you you were probably right. She probably came from prison, and then the, the first thing she did get that she wanted to get back to was doing mushrooms. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She's been in lockup for like the last six years. Her seven year old kid is like, Mom, I haven't seen you in six years. He's like, shut up, baby. I got to do some mushrooms. She's like, I don't even know your name. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, dude. I it's it's getting it's getting pretty ridiculous that the amount of things that people just can't Google instead of just like looking stupid. Oh, I don't know. If I were That's you, just me. If I were you, I would try and like go to like the stalking side where it's just overnight. You don't have to interact with people. You just stalk the store, dude. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Do y'all? I, I don't, don't have, think they overnight. have an overnight. Yeah, they don't have one. Yeah. No, oh, damn. But I will say on what Josh was saying as far as Google something. So when we were driving up there um, with our buddy of ours, he, you know, he's he's always I always consider him a, him a pawpaw. He still like actually reads a hard copy of the newspaper. 
and he was listening to talk radio while we were going over there, sports talk radio. But this caller calls in and she's asking the, you know, the, the guy on the radio, these questions that you're thinking, couldn't you just Google this? Like she was like, who's playing first base for the Astros? And what about, what is his contract? And like, just I'm like, this is shit. You could just look up. What? Are, why are you calling? Uh, I mean, I mean, what what is going on in your life that you just had to call to get these answers? People are lonely, you? bro. People are lonely. I guess apparently they want to talk to somebody lonely. other than Chat GPT, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh, dude, man. that's true. I mean, hey, I, have you have you tried that out? Mm-mm. I don't uh, want to know about the thing that's going to replace me one day. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary. Um, what is it? Chat, chat, what? chat, GPT. Yeah. What is that? An AI or something? Yeah. You basically can ask it questions and it will give you responses. Like you could, or you could tell it to, I think to write you a fucking paper yeah. for college. Yeah. I went on there oh, and, uh, nice. did one just, just try it out. Cause a friend of ours had sent a poem that it wrote to us. And so I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to, Oh, and I, I still haven't responded because the poem was uh, kind of disparaging towards me. So um, there's that. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was like, oh, let me go check this out. And so um, I was just like, this is what I put in there. Write the pilot episode for a limited series based on the book Don Quixote. And dude, it goes, title, The Ingenious Gentleman Don Quixote. Fade in. Exterior. Spanish countryside. Day. Dude, it just starts writing it. Um, yeah. We we it's open on a crazy. picturesque landscape of the sp- Spanish countryside. Windmills are in the distance, and the sun is shining brightly. I'm like, holy fuck, bro! I'm like, is this how I'm gonna write, finally write my my novel? Just gonna get the fucking <laughs> <laughs> to write it, and then I go through and just edit it and fucking try to publish it. Like, fuck it, that's it funny. makes my life easier, right? And that's when the rise of the machines happened. He's like, we created that. You created nothing. No, and I think you can, it's not perfect, but I think you can even tell it to write you code for something. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's, we're moving towards where literally pretty much I think everything's going to be I'm going to be, I'm going to be boomer here. I mean, and I think, oh, you know, oh, change it. it shouldn't, we shouldn't use it. Um, I think people that <laughs> rely on it, are just going to become dumber and not right. learn new things. And yeah, there is the issue <laughs> of uh, a lot of people that are going to use it are going to take the responses as accurate when there might be like a flaw in what is being reported. Right. And then you're like, oh shit, okay, I was completely wrong and I just failed my whole paper. Isn't that what they said about smartphones when boomers are like, oh, they're going to get dumber? Well, I mean, it ended up being the boomers that got dumber from the cell phones. <laughs> oh, Facebook. Yeah. Shocking twist. <laughs> so you're gonna say now that we're gonna be the newer boomers and be like yeah uh they got dumber with the ai <laughs> well i mean honestly ai i do think it's generally good it's gonna suck in the capitalistic world there's gonna be a lot of like fucking inequality that happens right oh but yeah for what, sure there's some really interesting stuff happening with ai art there's um uh, oh so like, yeah if you look at like nfts and the nfts sphere, i i particularly like looking at like the uh the art side so i a lot of them like to claim that all of its art PFPs are art where pictures of monkeys are art and, and I, it, art's about interpretation. So this is how I interpret it. I look at like the generative art and then now a lot of people are like looking at artificial intel or AI art. And there's this company called Braindrops. They release mm. artists who work with AI tools to generate projects. And those have been going parabolic. A lot of people have been like speculating on them, but like there's this one 
Um, y'all should pull it up if you'll have a chance real quick, but uh, it's called American Midwest or something. Uh, but it's fucking crazy. It, it's very, I mean, uncanny valley type of shit, but it's just very hauntingly beautiful. And so the way the artist does it is that they like obviously query the AI, but then they like take subsets of it and then they run it again and they keep running it with like the best uh, results and then they like edit it down. And so I, I, there's the argument that there's still like the artist input and it's not pure AI art, um, but it is, it is pretty interesting in that but there wouldn't be so this can be tied into the movie one of the movies we watched uh which is uh the room you know, but ai wouldn't be able to make such a terrible movie like this would it it might be know? able to you you think so oh yeah I mean, you think have to train it yeah because i mean ultimately yeah. i know um a recent episode that we did um the fablemans and it explains what a motion picture is if it generates that and just captures it at 24 rapes per second it could probably make a film by itself and probably be yeah. better than suppose well at least one of the movies we saw the other one is a you know so bad it's good cult classic but yeah i think it yeah. could easily do it um it might not it might take a while to it looks lifelike but it'll look very top notch animation like yeah, very close life in american west is what it's called i'm gonna send you one of them right now take a look at it mm-hmm. look at the hands and the feet that's where you can really tell that, yeah, that's art, that's what they always said in art like when it comes to ai that's what they've always had a hard time drawing were hands for whatever reason like yeah. i guess hands are very hard for people to draw in general yeah and we've been and my friend we, he's been wanting to do a one shot and he wanted us to make describe our characters and he said he was going to run the description of our characters into an yeah. ai art generator yeah, i'm like that's, oh that's gonna be fucking that's neat. what zainab's D D group did and um it's pretty cool it's pretty cool because yeah, you can yeah. also create your like NPCs using that. So like if you encounter like a fucking person, you just have this like AI generated image of what the person looks like. Yeah, definitely. Sound. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. So I mean, if she's done it, that sounds like fun. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's kind of interesting that we brought this up because I Josh has seen it. I, I think I just texted it to you. But, you know, when we... uh You'll be seeing listeners. You probably saw the artwork for the Wizard of Oz that we posted when we released that episode. Uh, but yeah, I went to one and I said, "Hey, draw me some concept art." If uh, Salvador Dali did the concept art for the Wizard of Oz, and it's crazy, like just what they, you know, what it was able to generate. Um, really, I was like, "Damn, dude, that's pretty fucking crazy." Um, and then I think I so just, what- I think I sent you one right now of like, I was like, if. Uh, you know, what's the concept art of Paul Thomas Anderson adapted Infinite Jest? And that was some of the, the last picture I sent where it just looked like it's like scenes from a movie. So, yeah, dude, it's it's the capability for what it can create and help humans like come up with is, I mean, yeah, who knows what the next 20 years of this podcast looks like due to all this uh, yeah. advancements. Yeah. Yeah, dude. At some point, we'll get an AI that I mean, this get every single one of our voice. Yeah. <laughs> And be able to emulate in every episode, and we'll just bank yeah, off we, the money. Dude. We talked about this episode <laughs> ago. Yes, yeah, we have. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about using the AI to make an amalgamation of the fourth brother. Yes, based off of all of us. <laughs> well, funny that you say that because uh, the fourth brother actually—I guess the AI heard us and um, our. So look, we've been hiding a fourth brother. Um, his name is Chet. 
And uh, yeah, he, he sent me some um, some reviews for the movies we watched today. So uh, maybe if we have time, we'll we'll check in on Chet. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> Chet Chet exists. Um, he's our uh, brother that we don't talk about. Welcome, listeners, to the Manfall Podcast and our second episode of the Drama Llama Ding Dong. Um, we have Zach and Josh here today. Excited to talk about two of the worst drama films. Um, one, a cult classic. The other, a revisit of something we've already visited in the in the in the recent past. But uh, or or you could say a classic that cults use. Sure. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, Tommy Wazoo's um, The Room. Wazoo or Wazoo? 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 Wazoo. Wazoo. Okay. And uh, well, we'll fact check that later. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, Left Behind the Movie, uh, two, I think a 2000 version with Kirk Cameron, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, those are the So maybe, maybe both cult classics work because one's a classic that cults use oh an actual classic look at oh, you with the double entendres cool. over here there we go, mark yeah. twain showed up over here people yeah <laughs> look at this saturday's got a different vibe i guess you it know? does saturday saturdays <laughs> is for the boys it is for the boys exactly <laughs> so who wants to kick it off where should we kick it off i guess like uh which which one do you feel like would be more fun to talk about and should we talk about the fun one first and the one that we don't think is as fun. I always like the best last, but that's just me. Okay. I like so that So which too. one do y'all think is the best? <laughs> oh, oh, Zach. The stories you tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the stories you tell. I would say so we let, go with Left Behind. Let's start with Left Behind. Yes, let's start with please, Left Behind. please. Let's start off with Left Behind. So uh, this was clearly way better than the last Left Behind movie. Oh, yeah. All that money, well, the original one, when all, all the money went to Nicolas Cage to give that confused look, eyebrow, upper eyebrow look. You know, that was all he, that's where the money went. I should have uh, asked ChatGPT, what is the response if my brother says that this movie was better than the last movie? I literally thought that because I was just too lazy this morning to actually But it was. Response. It, it was, was right? dramatically, it was I guess. It was a lot Dramatically, better. it was better. Like it, it, The story progression, like, obviously, they're the same story, essentially, right? Right. Yeah. Except the the context of how all the characters play together works out because you get, like, that prolonged story in a condensed amount of time, whereas the other movie, everything that takes place in the first third of the Kirk Cameron version takes place the whole movie of the Nick Cage version. Yeah. So maybe quick log line for those who haven't listened to the other podcast about left behind. Um, so anybody want to tackle that? I, w- I would say when reporting in Israel, Kirk Cameron <laughs> somehow finds himself in a strategic base <laughs> underground. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, okay, Here, here's, so, here's, here's mine. Can I, can I just, can I just feel like it really captures? Yeah. Cause this, this vibe had a different vibe. Like they both kind of hit the same notes, but like, I just felt like this vibe was like, I, I felt there was notes of certain kind of past movies from late, like eighties and nineties or TV movies, but like, because the rapture just wasn't traumatic enough. Right. Join a group of unlucky survivors um, as they navigate a post-apocalyptic world and deal with the fact that they weren't God's chosen <laughs> all all the while by rec- being recruited by the dark forces that be like I mean I'm like what is going on in this movie I just felt like it was a like a 
part of whoever wrote it or directed like can we kind of give it like a a, the stand vibe a little bit like that's what i felt like when i was watching it right like it was like this little stand-ish kind of there was also like a lot of like the stuff that you like i I watched as a kid did you watch it josh had to have seen it too right Uh, i do remember watching but i mean at that point i was like 20 something years old like i remember watching it but I think they showed it in class. Really? At, LC, at, oh, at our wow. School. Wow, um, propaganda its best, huh? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, they were... It was against peace, bro. The, the whole movie was against peace. They were like, oh, we're going to have this one world order, which apparently is a bad thing, and peace. And yeah, like, there's a lot also of... also a bad thing. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, stuff that you still hear the talking heads on conservative news networks talking about and pushing like conspiracy theories about like corporate or like the deep state banks that run everything. Oh yeah, dude, it was, well, while there is like some, like, obviously the monetary system is controlled by like the elite. Are they the antichrist? Probably not. Like, um, no, yeah, uh, that's a good point. Do they have yeah. a lot of money to do crazy, bad shit, crazy things. Yes, they they probably do. Like, uh, what's that one uh, South Korean uh, show that came out on Netflix? They probably do that stuff. Uh, what the, Squid Game. Yeah, you know? yeah. They do. They probably do that. Or shit. the yeah, the most dangerous stuff. game where they hunt people. Like, yeah, have you ever? Too. Or the yeah. most dangerous sport. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the short story or whatever. Yeah, and I think it was, it was a movie story, too. Right? I think back in like the eighties uh, or nineties, something like that. The, uh, yeah, the the greatest game or the greatest hunt or something like that. But no, yeah, I think you short story first, but yeah, I think right? probably you're probably right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But no, you you're right. I think the the pieces that they highlight, like the, the banking, like money, money is evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know, all the little subtle propaganda that you would get um, is is great. You know, I, the type of propaganda that is family, a Christian family entertainment you know, for all the torture that uh, the non-believers are going to have after they leave. Like, I think it's just a great movie right. for that. It's, they it's, make the Antichrist, like, vaguely uh, oh, Russian mm-hmm. or, yes. like, maybe yes. Ukrainian and, like, the way that you see, like, some members of the lower house of Congress trying to paint uh, Zelensky as, like, this bad person mm-hmm. for defending Ukraine. And you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? How is things... How are we still talking about this shit? fucking 22 years later and it fucking poor white americans are drinking it up like that's no. fucking end well, would, I, that was, was going to be my that was going to be my question to both of you because like i did i felt like yeah well, okay nikolai he's got a kind of a russian accent um he they're making a russian be the antichrist would that still be the same tone now especially with most you know conservative christians like who really change russia now i feel like they would push like the narrative of being more along the lines of like ukraine and nato being the fucking like one world order Mm. and how russia's a christian state and like all this stuff that's currently trying to be pushed through like conservative talk heads i feel like that's the more likely trajectory now like we shouldn't be giving money to Ukraine and all this stuff. And like, you see that already and it's fucking crazy, no, yeah. man. Like, I feel like that would be the most likely narrative nowadays if we were to port this story to today. Right. But Hey, you know what? Considering what the picture you just painted, maybe the movie is true. You know, I don't know now. I, mean, I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, I definitely <laughs> was questioning whether or not I was Christian again 
Really? By the end of the movie, I was like, am I a believer? Mm-hmm. And um, all I know is that it, the the guy who came up with the uh, what wh- what was the 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 food project? Oh, uh, Rosenwig or something like that. Rosen Rosen something. But the name of the project what was it like? Uh, oh, Eden Project. The Eden, the Eden Formula. Pro- the Eden Formula. All I kept thinking was like, if there's no guarantee on the box, I'm not buying. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for real. I mean, he's like, I could take a shit on a box and fucking or shit in a, a box guarantee. and slap a guarantee on it. <laughs> like, okay, I'll buy from you. The next thing you know, the guarantee fairy's sniffing glue and and getting your daughter pregnant. I've seen it a thousand times. But there's money missing off the counter. Your daughter's knocked yeah. up. I've seen it a thousand <laughs> times. Oh, uh, Jason was here. He'd be like, "Way to fuck it up again, dude. Way to fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude! But I, I was all—I was gonna go, go on ahead. the note about you know the note that you just made about the believing. You were questioning your believing. So when we watched the Left Behind with Nicolas Cage, and he goes and you know, wasn't the pastor of that church also a black minister, right? Yeah. And then so I just thought you know it's just a you know casting decision. But then in the Left Behind, this one, the the pastor is black again. I'm like, wait, is there a subtle message here too that we're? I mean, it's based off books, so maybe the maybe they're trying to stay true to the. Well, then even then, like, why is it that the black minister is going to be the one that was just doing it for show? Like, you know, I just feel like everybody's very sensitive, and how did they not pick up on that? You know, where's the justice warriors there? I might that might might be my cause this year. My my thing, clearly, um, that is fucked up, right? And (laughs) that's the whole thing, but like. Why would Jesus leave behind animals of yes. people? Why not Dude, just take the dog? It happened again. Yes, they, it happened they again. They cut to that little dog running through the airport. I'm like, well, oh, there's another dog. It didn't make it fucking that, that movie dog. And the dog sitting next to uh, the suit on the street, just sitting yeah. there. I was yeah. like, oh, are you kidding me? But they These didn't show any pure. cats that were left behind. So clearly mm. they all went to heaven. So breaking news, manfall breaking news alert. All dogs go to heaven is a full of fucking shit. That movie is a lie. It's propaganda because it's the cats that apparently are making it and the dogs are staying here. Well, I mean, we don't the have the dog Bible, so we don't know. Right. Dogs might the be actually dog getting Bible. left behind so that they can they help can, wage mm. war against the Antichrist in the final battle mm. as God's best friend. And help the non-believers that are here that find a way to believe again. Exactly. Okay. What, what is this dog Bible? Is it just like you turn the page? It's just a fucking paw print on it? Like, <laughs> who writes this? Who writes Well, it, it's yeah. actually passed down through uh through dna memory kind of like uh the original um assassin's creed mm. games yeah yeah oh yeah. it's like through dna of your ancestry yeah, yeah so they shit. remember the it all it goes back to um when they were desert in the Garden times of well that and desert times whenever they you know actually met jesus and uh were part of the followers that they don't get mentioned in the bible uh but they were some of Christ followers as well. Jeez. <laughs> Throwing in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Jesus. So what did y'all think of the movie? I, I didn't think it was bad. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a good movie at all. But, right. Well, no. Sure. There is a lot of that you see this in every uh at least Christian church or, or just any church in general that is pushing propaganda. Like you you'll see uh what is it called? Uh from 
what is it? They call it exogesis and isogesis. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if y'all know what that is. Um, Explain it for our listeners. So, yes. So exogesis is like taking the actual translate or whatever you're reading passage and taking it as a whole for what it is. Like you're reading in Leviticus. All right. More than likely, it's going to be about the fucking laws that are that that Moses is teaching to the people. Right. And it was like, but then you can just isogesis is taking one specific verse and pushing your own propaganda, not propaganda, but your own like agenda or interpretation, to, I guess. To your, yes, yes, exactly. Outside of so the context doing of what that. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of that. And I'm like, cause like they'll be taking, yeah. And Thessalonians won this. And you're like, I'm pretty sure there was writing a letter to the Thessalonians, right. but y'all are taking out of context yes. for, right now like that what is this what is this bullshit going on here like well, i mean it also, josh bro his his uh parochial degree paid off didn't it <laughs> well, i mean it also pushes the narrative of like most christians don't read and they don't read the bible right right <laughs> yeah. and then there's also you know you have some conservative lawmakers in some very populous states trying to push you know fucking lower the restrictions on reading and all these things and you're like oh it makes sense because nobody's ever going to be able to read what the fuck is happening in the actual books that they're thinking are true right yeah it it, it, kind of make it's like that one book we talked i think we talked about it before off armageddon reef where yes where the public couldn't learn so like what are we hiding from you know um well i mean look you what we have throughout the history of time, man, what they can't understand, and obviously, let's let's face it, humans in general probably don't really can't really understand a lot naturally, right? So that's the mythologies, that's religion, and now the advent right now in our society right now of conspiracy theories. So I think what's being hid is like Jesus. If we shared what everybody like, you know, we don't want knowledge and and, and or learning things new things are scary to people and if we actually showed people what was actually out there it would just freak everybody out bro because they just oh maybe that's it. the message of the garden of eden right the knowledge of good and evil yeah knowledge true literally destroyed paradise mm. so ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss dude i i realize that as i get older and older um what, what do they call that the, the conspiracy people it's like the land of the giants which is eden which is like apparently underground which was one of the places that well it's actually the hollow shit. earth theory and if you go to antarctica and you actually look at the bottom of the globe there's a giant hole that's where you can go inside and the core of the earth acts as a sun reflecting on all the surfaces that are on the inner part <laughs> of the earth mm. check it out Man, who I mean, I heard about it because people are like, this one kid, I don't know if he believes, he probably does believe it, but he was definitely like pouring like all this like crazy wacky shit that I've never heard of. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? But yeah, and he was like, yeah, man, that's what Hitler was trying to find was find Eden, the land of the giants. That's mm. why he had like the spear of Longinus, the spear that poked Jesus in the side and water came out and all these like holy items. I'm like, what in the world? Well, I mean, was... The, well, the Nazis doing like I, well, they were crazy. actually trying to get the Titans from Attack on Titan to fucking <laughs> stomp the world. <laughs> Look, I kind of like the Land of Giants theory because then that means volcanoes is just a giant ejaculating, right? Yeah, he's like, um, oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> and you know, when it's not like it's just you know the running lava, it's just you know that's pre comp. So, so um, then that an earthquake would be the female giants mm-hmm. quivering and orgasm. Yeah. Yes. 
That makes complete <laughs> sense. Because um, it does say, I guess, after the ash falls from a volcano eruption, like it makes the soil very, very fertile. So mm, I'm oh just God. saying this: these theories might be true. It could be the move. These could be well, the move to make on these theories. Well, right folks, now. here you have it. Manfly is now a conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, you know, with I don't even know if QAnon is as big as it is, but I feel like there's been a power vacuum. Maybe we can fill well, that space. Well, what would you call this theory? The volcanic nut theory? I, I feel like that's the that's the coin we should, that, that we'll coin it. That we'll coin. Okay. It. Yeah. The volcanic nut theory. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, yeah, I would say for me, the movie, yeah, I think it's a better watch than Left Behind. But again, I just think it's just so, I don't know, the way it opens, I think just puts you in the wrong state of mind with those CGI fucking planes and whatever. And Well, yeah. And how did they, how did he, he was talking to a guy about this. They go inside a fucking house that was probably annexed illegally, right? If we're being honest. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> fucking there's a huge military installation underneath. Yeah, that's no, tracking yeah, that everything. Will, <laughs> yes, dude. They're out in the fucking field of dreams with Kevin Costner. The next minute they're in the fucking bunker um, ready for war. Yeah, oh, I was going to read that part to you. So that 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 was actually filmed in in Canada, right? Okay. In an Ontario quar quarry, quarry? Yeah, quarry, quarry. And it says it was used for the scenes of Israel. But apparently, there was this, uh, the Bowman Zoo's uh, Mike Hackenberger. I don't know who he is to Bowman Zoo, but he was a guy. He commented on it saying, Camels sell the look. As a prop, camels are great. You can move them around. You can stick them there. You can see a camel on sand. You know it's desert. They might not fit through the eye of the needle but without them the movie would have been a disaster wow be at fuck? least one camel in every movie and i was just like what the fuck so that whole scene was shot in canada in a and was successfully convincing of it being israel because of this guy's camels i've wow. never once associated camels with israel i mean i know that they're there and i know that there's a bible scripture that you just quoted about through the eye of the needle, which if we want to go back in hermetics, like Josh was just teaching us earlier, <laughs> the eye of the needle wasn't actually like an eye of the needle you sew. It meant like a narrow passageway in, in like the quarters of the city. But I digress. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I guess he's right. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I'm just like, I don't even remember camels right now until you mentioned it. I was like, oh, I guess there was. I guess my I was too caught up on the fucking fake ass planes that were flying in a super blitzkrieg formation over the fields yeah, and i'm like what bro it was 2001 okay give give them some credit dude <laughs> that that the cgi sucked yeah i mean i mean i feel like one, bro. at this point i think mortal Kombat annihilation had better fucking cgi than this movie and i mean like, it was cooler for sure i think that's for me how it just I, I i had been so long since i watched this movie and yes they I can see why it's considered more of a drama. They do have it's a little thriller aspect, like this, the whole CIA aspect with the Dirk and the Allen. And also, was did I pick up that Buck was apparently part of the agency too? The Kirk Buck Cameron? was the one that was assassinated, right? No, no, no. Buck, Buck was so it, Kirk Cameron yeah, was Kirk had Cameron. ties because he they would like report. So you know how there's like leaks from like an unknown right. source in the CIA. That's probably his connection with like the. <sighs> I mean, that's what I thought at first, but when Alan's like, no, man, I don't want the same thing to happen to you, like the agency saying not to do it, I'm like, wait, is he, is Buck Williams 
an actual CIA agent. I mean, maybe. I'm clearly going to go back and read the entire series. <laughs> so if you were to remake this movie again, I would put Alex Jones and Alex Jones as like the informer. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, they were just just for like the crazy bat shit like things. He's like, yeah, there was these guys and they were they were, they were worshiping like a a wooden owl. Like it's like, yeah, I'll take you as face value, dude. I believe you. This I mean, microfilm says this whole everything. movie was so goofy. Like at it the is. end. I was getting some heavy like Jedi versus Sith vibes. Yes, oh, I yes. was gonna say thing. that. Like, when when Nikolai like, does that whole scene so and kills terrible. the people, he's so terrible. He's wiping his hand like <laughs> your Jedi mind <laughs> tricks don't work on me. I'm blah blah. Oh blah. man, I'm a little mad that you said that because I was gonna wait to say that. Damn it! And then even when they went to the church, at the very last scene, it's giving like that like dark fucking like end of like the revenge of the sith fucking mm-hmm. vibes where it's like oh uh, yeah dude which is really weird bad. that they close it that on the church because like i thought that was supposed to be the sanctuary but they make it seem like they're gonna be the evil in the world well uh, so basically what they had to do is they had to cast it where so they become the tribulation force right where they're the mm-hmm. rebels trying to subvert the antichrist bro did right? you actually so, read the books because you, you you're throwing out words i'm like is that what they called them the tribulation well there's force? two more movies that came out with kirk cameron and and you watched them all at school apparently i didn't i didn't oh, okay. i have i've only seen this first one so the first one is this and then i let's see there's the tribulation forces part two and then the third one is world at war and then so, there's a fuck ton of books. Uh, I think see. I actually read the so first why book would they before. Make the, why would they make the tribulation force if this stuff is going to happen? And by you know by God's whatever. Well, because clearly you have to lay stuff, the yeah. groundwork for the army of God to come, bro. Yeah. Like it's not like sense. he had supernatural <laughs> power and let it all happen. It's not bro, like he created gonna, the devil, dude. <laughs> if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Like the rapture. Yes, happened. but it's like, dude, it's fate. Man. Well, I think that's the piece where I'm saying this movie, and I'm guessing what it sounds like the other two movies, it, it has that the stand kind of vibe yeah. about good versus evil. And so these people who got left behind have learned the errors of the way. Now they're going to be the special operations force behind enemy lines, building up a force. So when the Jesus and the other believers come back, the first believers, not the second class citizen believers who had to find God in the There has to be an time. underdog, bro. Right. There has so. to be. It's like Star Wars. There has to be rebels. Otherwise, it's not a compelling story to just sit around and watch us talk about how Jesus is coming back and he's just going to yeah. win. For sure. But there's 16 main book series. So there's Left Behind, Jeez. Tribulation Force, Nikolai, Soul Harvest, Apollyon, Assassins, The Indwelling, The Mark, Desecration, The Remnant, Armageddon, Glorious Appearing, The Rising, The Regime, The Rapture, Kingdom Come. And then there's a series of Left Behind... The kids, <laughs> Whoa, which is about what? teenagers. Um, oh so there's that, and then there's a couple other books that uh, there's like Apocalypse Dawn, Apocalypse Crucible, Apocalypse Burn. Bro, Apocalypse talk Amazing. about a money grab, dude! Like, and the- <laughs> there was some video games that came out. Oh, Josh, fuck, you dude. have to get in on this video game. You gotta. Like, I gotta look at that, dude. Yeah, you're gonna develop. Yeah, it's called Left Behind Eternal Forces, and it came out in two two thousand six. Josh, you, you look. You know, we we're, we're coming up with new ideas for new content, just like small content. You you definitely need to get the game, play it, and do like a small little review. We'll <laughs> yeah, you, like, YouTube video, a yeah. walkthrough, a playthrough. Yes, dude. Dude. <laughs> we have to since we've already been very committed. to Well, it it's kind of perfect movies. because there's also a Tommy or a white the room 
16-bit flash game what no really yep. what's breaking news alert alert oh, for the game see, listeners perfect here. so we have the manfa game series playthroughs with josh mm. sure. gonna make you I mean, we're gonna make fun. you a fucking rock star baby you're you're so money you don't even know it you're so fucking Bro, money i didn't even a 16-bit flash game called the room you said yeah like, it's it's an inspiration direct inspiration of the room we could talk about it more when we get to the room right. because there's stuff that plays into that but oh, yeah okay. So um, the other thought I had right now as we were talking, you were kind of running through all the books and just like the vibe of the stand. But it also, I always saw the first movie adaptation of um, Ayn Rand's, uh, what is it, Atlas Shrugged. But does it kind of maybe have, I know you haven't probably read Atlas Shrugged, but like it has this very um, view of like, you know, only there's, you know, only a few people can really save the world. Right. And, and. And they're yeah. going to join together um, and do what they have to kind of vibe like this. I, I mean, I don't... But that's all that's all like, you know, epic stories. We had it in Aragon. We had it in the Wizard of Oz. Right. It was Dorothy. Like, it's just yeah. it, it's just how story works, I guess. Like, well, I mean, those are. Yeah, I think you're referencing the hero's journey. But like. Who's the hero in the like in the apocalypse? You know what I mean? In, in the rapture. Who's the hero? I mean, 100 percent agree. But since since they're making fiction and they're interpreting the Bible to fit their own narrative, they can then say there has to be these people that set which the what is that's one of the words of the day, right? What was it? Isogis? Is that what you said, Josh? Oh, Isogesis. I Isogesis. So the Isogesis. Yeah. That that's yeah. You're right. You're right. You have to. It's kind of weird. Like humans can only really operate in narrative form, right? Yeah. So. You're right. Even every interpretation or definition, if you know, it's not the scientific method. And even in that form, you're going to kind of narrate it. We just, for whatever reason, we talk, we speak in stories. It's um, because we observe time in one direction as a, a progression, right? Be interesting if like we ever were able to see in all directions of, you know, if, if we saw time as no longer a river flowing, but we were I submerged in the water. I think that's if they, uh, who is it that talked? I think it might've been Joe Rogan or some other person that was on Joe Rogan. They were talking about like the, the fourth dimension being where you can actually observe. Uh, sounds like Alex Jones. This is Alex Jones. Maybe it might've been. Cause remember uh, the aliens no, are already here. Like Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan, he'll have on like, uh, what's his name from the rebooted, uh, universe show. Oh, uh, Neil deGrasse. Neil. Yeah, he has him on a lot, or he's had him on a few times. And then he he had the guy who did that one show about like the younger Dryas, where you know there's an ancient lost civilization. They did a Netflix show with him. Did, did you all see that one? Uh, no, I don't it? think so. Which one? He's like a What's journalist who's like challenging archaeologists' view of human history and how there were uh, more no. advanced civilizations before. The earliest one, and this isn't the the Stepanopoulos guy or whatever from no. uh, Ancient Aliens. What's that guy's name? Yeah, dude, I love that guy's hair. <laughs> yes, yeah, that guy's crazy. Um, okay, now now, I, what's do you know the title of that series? Because I definitely want to check it out. I don't off the top of my head, Some but Nostradamus as ass shit, bro. And they, and they mentioned Nostradamus in these move in the Left Behind movie. They did. Like, they did. is it radiation? Is it some Nostradamus shit? Yeah, that aliens? weird comedic like pilot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some of them say it's interdimensional. It's ki terrorist kidnappings, which we saw that played up in. I guess I guess it's source material, but yeah. In this one, they 
played it with a very kind of comedic delivery of what could be all the different. I like how they, aspects. I mean, would, would people buy if a bunch of people disappeared that it was radiation from nuclear testing? It's a good way to right get rid now, of all the nukes. Right now, with the whole hashtag died suddenly, yes. Like, what is this died suddenly? I don't know what that I mean, is. It's, it's what is this? basically, it's a euphemism for the, the vaccine is killing people. Uh, Hashtag died suddenly. Oh. Yeah, I, I when you said people just die, so I, I don't know why because you were saying like the radiation is making people like disappear, and I'm like, are they actually just vanishing? Like just in Josh was like, am I gonna need to get right with God? Am I gonna? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, are we are we getting Thanos snapped? What's happening here? Like, oh man, that could have. I would like to see a Marvel fucking spinoff series about a bunch of Christians superheroes who think the rapture took place when Thanos snapped half the fucking universe. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, that would be so fucking epic, dude. Oh, and then man. and then and then the follow up when everyone came back is like, oh the the Jesus came back. We're living in the thousand year reign. Or or <laughs> the crisis of faith that they have and become villains because my God, there is no God. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, give pop pop your hair. Um, <laughs> well, really quick on the time thing, I just want to say, not that I 100% disagree, but maybe just a different take. We really don't look at time linearly or uh, progressively. It's really, it's a delay, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, yes, it's in one direction, but it's a, it's a something that already happened. Like what we're looking at is something that already happened. So we're looking at the past. Yeah, at all moments, our existence is technically the past, because you there's a delay of the light reflecting to your eyes. I mean, it's like, still it's still you're never seeing the it's present. Just, it's, well, no, I didn't we say that. I'm not saying progression. Right, I said it's still linear, but it's reflection. not progressive. I think it's it's regressive. It's just everything we're seeing is already it's already happened. Okay, congratulations, dude. You're right. Are you happy? I now? didn't. I, I didn't say I didn't want you to say it was right. I just wanted to say this what my opinion is, bro. But no, no, I think can I share my goddamn opinion for once? Can I I have one goddamn? I think you're right, though. I think you're right. That's just that. Is that it? Look, hey, everyone's had some beautiful points today, bro. We're we're together in this, bro. We are the tribulation force. We are, and we're out here. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, he's yes, I saw the remake. It's already out. It's already oh, out. It? Oh, wow. Yes, it was sh- when I was looking for the left behind one. It, it popped up on the video on demand, Man. and I was like, "We got to get that one." I just, too, dude. you know, like- Kevin Sorbo for a guy who was a son of a god in a TV yes. series that made him famous. He really does like the monotheistic version of God. Yes, look, dude. I think there's a lot of religions. All the predominant religions, um, pro- like what maybe seventy five percent of them are monotheistic, right? So. Um, I, I I have said this to to Junior, but you know that one famous thing that Kevin Sporbo did in like Hercules, uh, where it was like meme to all hell, Zach. No, uh, with where okay, so like apparently, like I guess he got transported somewhere, and his lines was he didn't have any lines. He was supposed to look disappointed, and what came out was him lead, reading the actual word disappointed so he teleports he's like oh is this where i'm at disappointed <laughs> like, you can look it up just look up his uh, name hilarious. or hercules and disappointed look, you'll find it it's fucking hilarious lord zed if you're listening which i know you are but uh 
We should probably get that clip when we like we have a resounding decision <laughs> that we hated a movie. It's just that clip. Like that's awesome. It's so funny. Oh man, good times. Good times. <laughs> I can't when did he get like was he I wanna I guess he was always had to be always like this, you know? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, he literally is successful because he was blessed by God. So I don't mm. understand why you're lost Jeez. here, dude. Uh, whatever. I guess he just, it's just what I think. I guess it's just he grew up. I guess. I don't know. Well, John 316. Or maybe had a Kirk Hammond revelation. I don't know. John 316. (laughs) Uh, Really quick on the left behind. I loved how the first time you hear it used in the movie is Hattie, the steward, is talking about the people are missing and their clothes were left behind like it like she emphas- yeah. I felt like she emphasized it and I'm like oh that's <laughs> awesome bro that's that just that made that that one point right there made it for me that made the movie um mm. until the end with the whole fucking Darcidious and fucking and Jedi mind trick <laughs> yeah. yeah well and also how they made which I felt like was look maybe this is just some of the uh repressed feelings I have for the heat I take for look liking black and white movies on this podcast but I just felt like it was propaganda like the antichrist turned black and white and everything still was colored. And I'm like saying, Oh, so you're trying to tell me that old movies is the devil. Pretty and, much, bro. And I, and I didn't care. I didn't care for that. I felt like Zach had something to do with, to be honest. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, I just felt, I felt attacked. I put a but, spill on you, <laughs> but no, it, it, at that end, I'm like, what this is. So that, I didn't know they made those other movies. Cause I was just like, what a fucking cliffhanger. Cause like it starts <laughs> to hype up this, like kind of like, terminator you know john connor things about to go down and like yeah, i guess they never made a second movie but well, i'm wrong they made two more so um well, maybe uh, one more day. to follow Clearly, yeah more to follow yeah this is the mini or made fewer watch podcast so we'll get to it yeah it's it right now we're in our exploration phase right so doing genres we're, yeah, we're we setting can... up the groundwork for those future episodes right so right mm-hmm. for the the dedicated listeners which is like what seven people um, <laughs> but we love you. We thank you, Josh. Any other, any other thoughts on uh, on Left Behind or what is it? They had an episode called Left Below. I think it, they called it Left Below. <laughs> so, so yes, this movie I would say actually has impacted the American people because if it's on The Simpsons, it has affected the American culture in some sort of mm, right. Am agreed. I wrong? Agreed. So I guess based on like. Supreme Court rulings, it has cultural significance. So yes. left behind is art. It's art. It sure. Is, I mean <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a movie. I'm pretty yeah. sure that everything that we've done religiously, politically, everything, the human story, dude, is art. Everything, mm. dude. Fucking everything we've ever done in our regressive view of history and time is art dude and it's art for aliens dude we're an algorithm that they made so whoa, that whoa, they could sell whoa. us as fucking nfts bro in outer space wait are you telling me that plato was right this is the cave aliens are just flashing forms in front of us and we just turn it into an art narrative for ourselves is that what's that's what's going on here mm, bro you're so deep. I, I would like to trade whatever <laughs> i have for uh intergalactic credits please mm, yes <laughs> Imagine the uh, do they have any intergalactic uh pints? I'm, I'm you know, I want to see what their kind of IPAs are out there. Well, aliens I would like to buy some sober uh, now. 
I would like to buy some liquid dopamine, please. Can I get a uh, IPA intergalactic pulsary uh, ale, please? Thank you. Or planetary ale. <laughs> Thank you. So good. So good. Intergalactic planetary ale. They sell like actual like brain chemicals. So he's like, hey, you have a chemical imbalance here. Just take this pill and it go right to your brain. You're like, oh, my God, my depression's gone. <laughs> it's like, what was that one episode of Rick and Morty with the the, the wafers? Yeah, for it's like, that- you remember that one time that you and your brother broke the coffee table and joined together to <laughs> fucking save Christmas? Yeah, now you can eat that anytime. (laughs) (laughs) One of the happiest moments in the Manfall episode history uh, when Zach and Josh actually became brothers. Maybe we'll write a little short movie about it. How we overcame evil. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How Zach and Josh Uh, saved Christmas. Woo! (laughs) Oh boy, where do I even start with Left Behind the Movie? If you're looking for a steaming Powell fundamentalist propaganda disguised as a thrilling drama flick, then old little drummer boy, have I got the movie for you. First off, the acting in this movie is about as convincing as a televangelist poverty. Kirk Cameron, blesses his heart, bless his heart, gives the most wooden performance since Pinocchio before he became a real boy. And don't even get me started <laughs> on the rest of the cast, who seem to be auditioning for a community theater production of Jesus Christ Superstar rather than playing out the end of the world. Speaking of the end of the world, Left Behind sure does have a lot of fun with its biblical source material. It's like they took the Book of Revelation, a summary of Stephen King's The Stand, the hypocritical Liberty <laughs> University Code of Honor, and put it through a blender, and then drank the, resolu- the resulting dilution like a really bad smoothie. Instead of thoughtful contemplation on the nature of good and evil, we get CGI planes crashing, people screaming, and the occasional character saying things like, I don't have all the answers, but for now, faith is enough <laughs> with a straight face. And let's not forget the ham-fisted attempts at messaging. Apparently, the rapture only takes good Christians up to heaven, leaving behind all the sinners to deal with the aftermath. Because nothing screams, love thy neighbor, like leaving them to suffer and die in apocalypse, right? <laughs> all in all, left behind the movie is a big old mess of bad acting, lazy storytelling, and religious fear-mongering. If you're in the mood for some really terrible cinema, then by all means, give it a watch. But if you're looking for a thought-provoking exploration of faith and morality, you'd be better off reading the Bible itself. <laughs> well, Thank Chet. you, Chet. Thank you for those words. Thoughts? Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. That Chet, was Chet summed it up perfectly. Mm. You know, maybe we should rethink him being part of the show. I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, the shit he says sometimes. Show, dude. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's an idiot savant. Maybe that's maybe we're just threatened by that. I think. Well, I think it's time to talk about the movie we've all been waiting for. Oh man! So, <laughs> is I think this Zach, first times watching it. No, first time this, watching it? this is the no. third time I think I've watched it. It's my, my second, second time. time. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah, version did it? y'all watch? How did y'all watch it? Uh, so <laughs> i watched it on youtube this time around yeah so you wa- watched it cut of the sex scenes no I so didn't, he found actually. a full subtitle oh you fucking bitch yeah. i couldn't find it yeah so i watched the one you watched the clean version and i'm like i was like so when he told me about the full one i went and watched the clips right before the podcast because like that was the, f- the first one i ever watched was the full version on youtube so i was trying to find it i couldn't find anything and it was just like oh this is the clean one it was like nine twenty five. 
or nine. It was yeah, like, they nine, cut like eleven minutes out, I think. Yeah, so when I started watching this morning, it was nine twenty. I knew we were recording. I'm like, fuck it, dude. That's an hour and twenty eight minutes. I'll just. I I remember the sex scenes. They were just very weirdly done, you know. But uh, yeah, so I watched the one you watched, the clean version. Nice. Which is kind of strange because you're not supposed to have like any type of nudity on YouTube, and somehow I found a good link that had the titties. And yeah, see, that's what I figured. That's why I got cut or whatever. Well, that's why you shouldn't actually think that AI is as good as it actually you think people think it is right now. Because if it was that good, don't you think the corporation that's been investing the most in AI would <laughs> have right. a way to cut that from its fucking website? Yeah, for real. That's a good point. Hmm. Wait, am I allowed to say point at all? I just said those. No, no, you're allowed to say point. You're just not allowed to say. Mm, Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, I feel like exactly ever since you said for me to use that. Now I feel (laughs) I've been relying on that a little too much. Hey, man, it works. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So, Zach, why don't you kind of kick it off, I guess, since, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of juicy information about this uh, game. and Okay, so, like, for our listeners who haven't watched it, um, it's a it's a movie about uh, a banker, his his fiance and his best friend and the turmoil that ensues whenever your relationship doesn't go the way you want it to. Well, I guess all your relationships don't go the way you want. <laughs> yeah. um, all the myriad relations that seem to pop out of nowhere, they don't yeah. none of them go right. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I think it came out in 2003. It was uh, a very strange movie. Uh, I think the advertising uh, I saw somewhere that it in the early days, its only advertisement was a billboard in Los Angeles that cost $5,000 a month to keep up that just had a picture of Tommy Wiseau half blinking. And it said <laughs> evil man and the title The Room. And I think it's the the cover for the DVD, um, but that was up for five years. What? Wow. Yes. Five thousand a month times twelve times that by damn dude. How much? God damn dude. I think they also mentioned that in Disaster Artists as well that they all all they used was a a single billboard, right? Yeah. Uh, let me let me just double check. I, I had it pulled up. Uh, Evil Man. Uh, so I think he was asked about it. So how could he afford to keep up the billboard for so long? And he responded, well, we like the location and we like the billboard. So we feel people should see the room. We are selling DVDs, which are selling okay. <laughs> so that was his response to how they could afford to keep the billboard up for so long. Look, I think, you know, if anyone's watched the movie, The Disaster Artist, which was based on a book written by Greg Sestero, who plays Mark, mm-hmm. um, you one of the things in that movie that picks up is like, apparently no one knew where he got his money. Tommy yeah. was oh, got his money. And I was listening to the audio. Oh, I had, the, I've bought the audio book a while back and I've been slowly listening to it. So I try to like hammer it out this week. But one of the things going to that point about just like the kind of wealth he had, like when Greg Sestero first met him, Tommy was always telling him about like just different places. He was taking acting classes and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I, I go to a, I take an, uh, an acting class or a film class or something at, I don't know if it was UCLA. And Oh, he goes like, when, when did you do that? He goes, Oh no, no, I'm still t-, like, he was still taking it and he was commuting there. So he goes, Oh man, that must be tough driving all the way down. From San Francisco. Like, no, I just, I fly there in the morning, Thursday and I fly back Thursday night. 
Jesus. So, wow. Yeah. So you know what's so crazy is that like even after all this time, nobody really knows. Still, yeah. It's crazy. What the fuck is that? I mean, I think he might actually be a vampire, bro. Like for real. He might be. Did you did you see that too? No, I didn't see that. That Oh my god! I I just feel like that for later. I was gonna say that for later, but shit, dude. (laughs) He he might be Jackalope, bro. For real. So he wanted. Okay, so it says I found that uh, Sestero was talking about a subplot in which Johnny was revealed to be a vampire because he had a fascination with the creatures. Really? Uh, he recounts <laughs> how Wiseau wanted to have a scene where his Mercedes Benz was flying across the San Francisco skyline, <laughs> revealing Johnny's <laughs> vampiric nature. <laughs> fucking Dude. bewitched over here? What the hell's going on? I want to see this version, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get chat the, the AI to fucking make that movie version. Oh man, oh, yes. that's it's funny that you called him a vampire because I mean he does he would most likely be a vampire. He could be thousands of years old. That's how he has all his fucking. Yeah, I mean I know that like in the listening to the audiobook, it, like one of the first times they hung out, they were they went to the park, and I think you see that in the movie. But like apparently he's already really pale, and then when they got out there, he's like, "Oh, the sun is too much," and he would put a whole bunch of fucking sunscreen that made him look even more white. So like that when I heard that part of the audiobook, I was just like. <laughs> Wait, is this motherfucker maybe really a vampire? Because like Greg Sestero like describes his apartment uh, early in the book, and like what you what you were saying is that he had all this kinds of stuff in there, like all this like just random nostalgia from Hollywood, just different like mid like medieval stuff. I think like did you ever watch the stuff. Franco movie? Yeah, yeah, the disaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Josh was like, oh, that. I wish I could remember that movie. Uh, right before the podcast just because yeah. it, it does kind of reveal a lot of that stuff in there um but uh, yeah no I, I just think man and he was also talking about like some of the pictures that he had seen of tommy when he he's like man that like he was like dude that looks like that's like the the 80s or something late 70s early 80s and he and tommy looks like he's 30 in that picture so it is 20 something years later. And like in that movie, I mean, yeah, you could tell Tommy was an older gentleman, but you would probably wouldn't guess that his age is probably like 50 in that yeah. movie or late forties or something. So I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I would love to see that conspiracy theory really take off about him being a vampire or someone like, you know, those sleuths that get on that they do shows now on Netflix that help solve crimes. I want sleuths to depict, you know, put together the life of Tommy Wiseau. I think a mockumentary would be a good way to go because it's actually surprising that nobody's actually like come out. So it's like, what type of connections in addition to money does he have? Right. That he's Mm. able to keep all this under wraps. Like this is like fucking Jeffrey Epstein level of fucking connection where it's like, (laughs) how the fuck? Um, But yeah, no. I love the movie. Like, I mean, it's terrible. It's fucking yes, weird, it's but so it's weird. it's very enjoyable it, it, because it's so strange. Yes, it, it, strange it, it, it. This being my third time, like I was watching and listening, you know. But I was just like, I'm just so used to the fact that you don't like don't try to like the first time I watched it. It just was like, what is this? And I'm trying to like find all the errors, and it's like it was an error every scene. Like just the continuity or the storyline or whatever it is. You're just yeah, like, man. It's a fucking like, train wreck. Or the ADR beautiful. or what was it? What was it? There was like within the first 16 or 17 minutes in the movie is already two sex scenes. And mm-hmm. there were yes. like 
eight minutes in between. I was like, wow, bro. They didn't even, they're just doing it. It's yeah. just happening. And and with that, it's like the tone of each set. So like he gets home and it seems like he has his dedicated partner and they're, you know, they, I guess, help out a kid across that lives there or whatever. And, and they have this passionate <laughs> sex scene. And then she comes down the next morning and he she's leaves like, and she's all smiling him. And it goes downstairs and complains to her mom that he does she doesn't love him anymore. And then yeah, that the was next so weird. Fucking yeah, it just you're like, wait, what did I miss? Like the first time, like did, I'm like, there's got to be another message here. Like if you had to say what's the message, um, in that whole like how constantly it just seems like the beats go from one extreme to the next and doesn't I, seem to have any connection, right? I would say possibly that could be intentional because. I feel, I feel like they like talked is, right? about, yeah, because like maybe it's a message because I think people have postulated that, you know, this is semi true to the events that took place in Wiseau's life, right? Uh, okay. And so yeah. maybe he did that intentionally to show how when you're in it, you actually think everything's good. And so it did seem like to him it was good. And so it's as jarring to the person whenever they're off betraying his trust in whatever way he's like i don't have a person in my life i can trust everyone betrays me <laughs> like i think that's what the why why you're tearing bro, me should, apart lisa bro if we should try and reach out and see if we can actually get him on the, bro if we would be able to oh my god get, yeah, yeah i mean he would wouldn't, be awesome I don't know how we would get in contact with this guy, you know, like I, I'm sure he, he has a website agent? or somewhere like, you know, yeah, like a very generic HTML, no CSS. Yeah, website, old school, very basic fucking 1999 <laughs> website. bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. You know how much fun that would be to have him. He would be a, it would be a joy to have him here. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, just to get more insight onto what he was thinking in this mood. Yes, and we do get some aspects of what what was going on in the movie. I don't think he would give any information because, like, a lot of the times that people have taught asked him questions, he's really given like non answers. He's like the billboard question. You saw how fucking random shit his fucking right. answer was for the billboard. He's an artist, bro. How yeah, dare how you, dare you, true. sir? And look, here, here's maybe what I would think, because this is what I kind of was figuring, like, this time around, is I just kind of, you know, the second time, I, I remember Josh was the first one to ever tell me about this movie. And I think I watched it then. <laughs> and then, like, a couple, two, three years later, the, they were going to make the movie about it. And I was like, oh, shit, I've seen that. Josh had recommended me to watch that. So I watched it again, you know, just to kind of have an idea of, like, what goes on in the movie. But this time, I was just, like, just chilling. Like, I already know the movie. I know, like, the famous lines all the inconsistencies and fucking, uh, oh, <laughs> Mark, the stories you tell or whatever shit he says. Like, um, but then I was like, wait, I feel like maybe all of this is purposeful. Like how these different scenes, like, and I'm like, wait, what to what you just said about it being like based on his life. I go, what if this, these are just scenes from his life. And this is literally how he interprets the world. Cause like that whole scene, when he goes in to buy flowers for Lisa, and yeah, the, the, the lady You're goes, my favorite yes, yes, that was a moment in his life that stuck with him of someone telling them, telling him he was their favorite customer. He's like, oh, I got to put that in the movie. Yeah. Right? Like, what if these are just literally things and the room isn't about the, the room in the like upstairs where all this shit transpires. 
is that he's literally in a um prison, a a, a padded like psychiatric ward. That's the room. Um and maybe that's why no one knows about Tommy Wiseau because he's actually um what would be the word? He's 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 controlling this guy. Like he's actually in a padded room in a psychiatric ward and he controls this guy mentally. Like I don't know. I just I'm just gonna throw what, out crazy shit. What is he like maybe. Charles Xavier with the fucking yes, cerebro exactly. on his head and well, just controlling so somebody? It's funny else? that you mentioned the X-Men because in the Marvel series, I don't know if it was the comics or the movies, but I think Deadpool gives someone a copy of the room. Oh, really? <laughs> and they mentioned that Tommy Wiseau is actually an alien wanted by the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Which that could also make sense. He's very... He seems like he's trying to emulate what a human would be, especially yes. when he's like... Let's go play football. And yeah. they're just throwing the ball around back and forth six feet away from each other in the stupidest yeah. way. And how he doesn't even seem to react when Danny's like, I think I love Lisa. I just want to kiss her sometimes. He's like, he's she like, loves you too as a person. Yeah. Like, I'm curious, is Denny also like an actual like part of his life? In some way, like, was there a kid? It's his offspring. It's like hit through meiosis or something. It was I, like a split of him, like like Piccolo to King Piccolo right. to Piccolo. <laughs> well, I was also thinking, like, okay, well, maybe if this is autobiographical, maybe everybody's going at it from the wrong direction. Maybe he's not Tommy in this movie. Maybe he's Denny, mm. and he knew somebody who got betrayed, and he was oh shit, and he watched them kill themselves, and that's why he's like having a hard time relating. He was the kid and he inherited everything and that's where his money actually comes from, right? Oh mm. shit, bro. That is yeah, dude, that makes a lot mm, I like that. I like that idea. I like that theory. Damn, dude. Also, I thought it was hilarious at the end how Mark was like, "You killed him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, "But we can be together." He's like, "No, you tramp or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> you can't have me. <laughs> dude, so I said this as I was before we got here. I go, this is what I think this movie is. If the monkey from the Holy Mountain decided to write a movie about Romeo and Juliet and Mercutio, Mercutio doesn't die. They all go live together in an apartment complex. Like, this is what the monkey is like. This is how I interpret this is going to go down. Right. It, it just has this, it's trying to be so dramatic with betrayal and, and deceit and all this shit. But it's like, completely just jarring every like how they get to where they're getting and maybe that's part of the genius maybe that is why the movie is so that it just feels so frustrating and discompobulated so that when tommy was there you know johnny's character is like he's he's at the end of it you're just kind of like oh shit maybe he went crazy he he showed us the journey of johnny going crazy because of all these people and all these other crazy fucking things that happened in that apartment complex apparently yeah. um what do you think the rent for that apartment is with all the drama and it being in San Francisco? Like, I mean, it's got to be expensive because, you know, maybe. fucking Johnny's making good money. Mm hmm. And what was speaking? Of, what's that whole scene where he's sitting there with fucking Mark and at the diners towards the end? And he's saying he's got a new client at the bank. And then he goes, oh, who is it? Oh, I can't tell you that. It's confidential. 
Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, again, strange. this is what, to, to what Zach was saying about him being an alien or some kind of fugitive from the guard. He's like, I, I think this is a conversation two adults would have while they're having coffee. Like, I'm going to talk about work, and but I'm not going to tell too much about work, right? Uh, because he doesn't have a job. He's, he's literally out there collecting bodies for whatever demented intergalactic trading he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's other stuff. Like, I, I saw something about how, and I didn't think about it until now, but I think Mark is like the only character that doesn't have like a backstory about who he is. He's just his friend. He's just his friend, right? Just his and best so, like, friend. the first yeah. scene he's introduced is whenever, uh, what's, what's the females? Lisa. Lisa, Lisa calls oh, yeah, in. Lisa. Tear goes, me apart. He's like, I'm really busy. What's up? That's all yeah. you, you really get. But, but doesn't she say, hey, babe, or something? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, at that point, you're like, wait, is this already going on? So apparently, and like people have tried to figure out what it could be, right? Maybe he's this or that. But the theory is that based on like his drug use, his beard, his shaving of his beard, is that he's an undercover police agent or a detective working like narcotics or something and Mm. then apparently the 16-bit game goes into that more oh so that's what they based the game on like that theory yeah that assumption didn't denny also get in tied into drugs or something exactly chris r the probably the greatest performance (laughs) of the whole fuck in the room is chris r our old brother-in-law dude sitting there uh yeah dude and th- dude i love that rooftop scene too afterwards like after they disarm this guy and i guess apparently take him to the to the police and lisa's mom is getting after dinner he goes you're not my fucking mother i go oh shit dude this reminds me of being at home no <laughs> too too soon bro too soon too soon too soon but one of the things i found out and i don't i don't remember it from the disaster artist room I, I think maybe i do but like in the book they said they created that rooftop on the parking lot next to the production studio. Yeah, it's just a soundstage. Yeah. You can even see, like, But it's green. outside. They didn't even do it in the studio. He was like, no, no, I want it in the parking lot. And That's they'd be so like, well, why? He goes, but did they use green not screens, gonna... right? Well, they, what they do is they put up styrofoam. So they made mm. this, like, stage in the parking lot. They made a little shed where that's where they come out, and they would just put styrofoam up. So that way they could put on, you know, the background or whatever. But yeah. And everyone's like, why don't we just do this in the studio? Like we have a production studio. No, no. Cause this, we're going to do like big studio. We're not going to like, like whatever. We're not going to become cheap. And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? Like, uh, his logic is just, you can't, you can't refute it. It's just nah. illogical. Um, he had, he had a $6,000 fucking bathroom put in there for himself. Right. <laughs> wow. And the six thousand, like yeah, it was a. There was already a bathroom in the production studio, and he like this again. His logic, like he didn't want to use that one. He had them put one in, and the people like the stage or whatever the, the production crew was working under rate as a favor to somebody, and they when that got put in, they saw that and they're like, "What? I'm not even getting paid my fucking regular rate." And this guy, because they all thought it was an independent movie. Like a low budget independent, <laughs> but there's this guy who gets a six thousand dollar fucking bathroom put in, on like basically the backside of the, the studio, like in the middle, basically of nowhere. Like like kind of they said the only thing that separated was a fucking curtain. So like again, this guy's logic 
he, he's got to be he's probably just a, a genius bro we just don't did, know did he anyone else use that toilet because maybe no, it was, well that could fit into the narrative of him being a vampire and doing some crazy shit in the restroom i don't know well that guy one of the guys who was complaining supposedly in the book he says uh yeah, when he's not here, I'm going to take a shit in that thing every single time. <laughs> but I guess one thing I learned about the production, too, like, if you notice, like, the lighting's always so kind of fucking weird in the movie. Bro, this Tommy Wiseau wouldn't show up to set till 12 o'clock every day. So they never shot with, like, the early morning light. And so, they, you know, that's why it just looked kind of off. And the craziest part is, dude, he bought a 35 millimeter camera and a, a digital a HD digital camera. And he recorded with both. He made a mount where the, both of those cameras are mounted. And that's how he shot the fucking movie with both. So they also, so you had to have different lighting. So that's it just like they, yeah. they hadn't, he, he just like, no, this is cause I want to be big. Like a do it like a major studio. Well, he actually, no actually, hmm. Oh, actually, Actually, what I saw was that he he didn't know the difference between either of them, and he wanted to be the first movie to yeah. shoot in both yeah, 35 yeah. and HD. That's, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. But what he didn't realize is he thought he could do it at the same time, as opposed to like, well, I guess that's what he was doing. They were running the scenes over and over again. But did you know there was a different guy that's supposed to play Mark? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so Mark, right, like, he meets him in an acting class, and he's like, let's just, you know, they, he, Tommy was out, decides to make a movie, and he, Mark was just going to be, like, the line producer, like, Tommy was those assistant, and so they had hired another guy to play Mark's character, and I don't even remember how it happened, but all of a sudden, Tommy's like, no, you should play Mark, and so Tommy Wiseau starts, like, their first day of setting, he's like, hey, the producers, they want to like test Mark, uh, uh, Greg for uh, another project. So he's going to run through the first few scenes. So like, that's how he introduces it. So he's, he would do a scene with Mark. He would let the other guy do it. And that goes on for like two or three days until finally the, the guy that was like the, the guy who was actually behind the camera directing, you know, um, to help Tommy was though he, he, he found, he got found out that none of the tape, they weren't recording any of the takes with the other actor. So he's oh like, look, God. dude, like what, what's fucking going on here? Like, is Mark actually is like, you know, what's going on? And so like at that point, like Tommy, like he was upset, but he, he used it as a way to be like, yeah, look, it's the producers. They just don't like you. <laughs> they want Mark in the position. Even the though role. he was like the sole producer. Yeah, exactly. they recasted jesus how so they didn't film anything with the the original actor no Alex? no they and that's that's why the other the, the the guy who would be i guess the the uncredited director he was like he went like challenged tommy like hey we're, we haven't been recording anything with i think the guy's name was don or something like what's going on like is this just a like is this a post uh post like movie tryout like what's going on like make the decision and if it's not going to be Don, like, let him know. And so, yeah, he was like, he told me, yeah, the producers don't want you. And and I think there was another, I don't know, there was another actress playing the Michelle part um, in that movie. You know, the the one couple that, like, goes in their house and fucking makes out or whatever. Um, another actress played her, and it, she was dating the other actor that played Mark. He kind of, like, fired both of them. He was like hey, look, the producers just don't want you. Just come tomorrow and I'll write you a check. So they came back and he like paid them out. But yeah, that's kind of how he kind of got got them off and got Greg Sestero onto 
in, into the movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, that's just, <laughs> the drama. Right. That, I wish some. I wish there was somebody there had been doing a documentary. Well, they um, did a a mockumentary. So a bunch of the actors did a GoFund, or a, one of the actors did a GoFundMe for a mockumentary style where the actors of the room at now. Oh shit! I gotta watch this. Oh really? That's apparently it's pretty pretty funny. But uh, Sestero, Wiseau, and I think. Uh, I forget who else aren't in it, but they got everybody else in it. I think it was a web series, maybe. Mm. I need to watch this. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's also, I think I saw in the Blu-ray version, there's a documentary-style fly on the wall of the making of The Room with, like, a weird... There's only, like, one person's perspective that they get through the whole thing, and it's just, like, this whole weird thing so i definitely <laughs> want to pick up that blu-ray at some point and check it out they're not still making this it was it only a set amount of blu-rays that they set or is it just like well it's out of production like you can't like buy oh, it new so you have to hunt that hunt that down huh you can probably you can get it on ebay i, I saw they have a couple oh, of really? on ebay yeah so you know with this being like probably one of the you know we did watch troll 2 you know that was the first really so bad it's good ones we've done here um this is going to probably be ranked number two but uh you know what what makes a bad movie good i guess like what do I you think, think like what is it what's the secret sauce or the like accidental sauce <laughs> makes, i think they think just gotta it, believe what they're doing man i don't the, know they gotta be inside they gotta be i don't know i don't know man i they think have, it has to do with people who don't understand how regular life is because that was the one thing in Troll where they're like talking and the dialogue just seemed like the person who wrote it didn't understand English. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with Wiseau's writing too. Like, I feel like that oh, really, shit. because it's so bizarre yeah. that you're like, this isn't how it, things are. Yeah, yet like, it was like, taken so seriously. Yeah, like Samurai Cop, because wasn't the guy, he yeah. wasn't a native speaker either. So that makes a lot more sense too. Oh, Damn, that uh, yeah. So yeah, it's the you know, unintentional, like, comedy of how it's said, right? Like, uh, which I think also sometimes leads to, like, great one-liners that turn into, like, you know, memes and shit, right? Like, you know, oh, my God, they're eating her, and they're going to eat me. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. <laughs> like, Or, like, in this movie, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, or I did not, I did not. No, yeah, I like that. I didn't even think of that. Like, I, I just kind of thought, like, it's just this one overacting a piece of it right like you had that with the dad in troll 2 you have that with tommy Wiseau in some of the scenes here and some of the other characters that come in too like in this the room just felt like yeah dude you're, you're a little over the top but it's just but so i feel like with that in this movie but it's, i feel like with that it's hard because you're acting out something that's so fucking bizarre that it it right. comes across as overacting right and you're being directed to act like that so like yeah are we saying it's would you think it's the actor's fault for acting that way or is it like the material and the direction you know well no i think it goes it goes back to what you just said yeah it's the material like what so that was a thing in like the book that greg sestel like puts forward like like the way that tommy Wiseau is he just he wants everything with passion and emotions all, movies is emotions it's not about emotions don't think about it just feel it, right? Like he's just he. That's how he thinks. Like his favorite actor was one of them was James Dean, which that is a rip off of. You know, you're tearing me apart, mm-hmm. Lisa. That's straight out of Rebel with a, without a cause. When he's like arguing, James Dean's arguing with his parents. He's like, you're tearing me apart, right? Like he just and Brando, Stella, 
Stella Streetcar Named Desire. That's like one of the scenes that I guess they did in his acting class. And that's when Greg Sestero was like, I need to get this guy. Because he was, he was enamored with the reckless confidence that Tommy Wiseau had in their acting class. Like he would go and argue with the teacher, right? So like Greg was like, I need to maybe do a scene with this guy so I can maybe get infected with that kind of like overconfidence. Well, I mean, um, think about it. We don't know who this fucking teacher of acting was, but we know who Tommy Wiseau is. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but I think it was funny because, like, in the book, it's like Greg Sestero. Like, he he definitely highlights that you know Tommy is a very different character. There's different, you know, he can make a scene, all this stuff. But he's like, he always highlight like these moments of like genuine advice and and, and epiphanies that he would offer Greg. Like, you know, uh, talking about actor Greg was just like, you know, you know, I mean, I'm trying. He's like, he goes, that's the problem. Like, you, you're trying to go, do, be good. Like, why don't you? Why don't you just be the best? It's fucking a Yodaism, dude. Do it yeah, or not. There is no try, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I think that whatever happened in Tommy Wiseau's life, it just gave him this like unerring, like, you know what? I'm just going to bet on myself. Let's sit. Like, I'm going to be the. Maybe he actually shot himself in the head. And this is the result oh, of like, surviving death. Wow. Dude. Oh, dude. Wouldn't that be crazy, dude? Like, it just like didn't go through his brain or it like. Or missed a bunch of stuff, brain. and it, it none of the the non essential stuff, I guess you could say. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I think we'll never know at this point, and I don't know why. And that's the scariest part about Tommy Wiseau. He's such an interesting enigma, but nobody so far has been able to put out any compelling story as to what he is beyond the room. Right. Could you imagine all those other actors that have been in that were in it? Yeah, they were getting paid, and it was probably a weird situation. But now all those people are mortalized, right? Yeah. Like, in that moment, they probably thought Tommy was crazy and didn't know what he was doing. But through that, like, fierce belief that I, you know, I, I know what I'm doing and I want to create this art, they're, 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 they'll be famous forever, or at least, you know, they're part of history forever, like, in cinematic history. Yeah, um, No one true. can take that away from them, dude. Like, nobody. Not Sometimes it just podcast. pays to say yes, dude. And whether or not mm. you're actually getting paid or not, like you just got to try new things in life, dude. Like sometimes it's licking pickles. Sometimes it's <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's forever immortalized in the manball history. It is. It is. Look, dude, pickles are good. I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what are we arguing about here? Bro, it's just so much sodium. Any other thoughts? I know we've been uh, having a good time chopping it up this week. The bad drama llama ding long. Wait, the drama, drama llama ding dong. I don't think so. I, I I like these movies a lot. Yeah, I did too. It was. It what was... is the next one we're watching for next week? So we're finally coming to um, one of my all time favorites, um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, so, I remember the first time one. I showed you that you really liked it. Mm, I did, and I remember the first time <laughs> I showed you Dark Jilling Limited, which is the other movie we're going to be watching. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, next week, favorites, we're going to wrap up the Drama Llama Ding Dong um, series and kind of poetically, you know, brothers in one movie on a journey, um, Goodwill Hunting, Sarakit Brothers, um, who has a really genius brother, which I think, I think we could, this, this group can relate to that and the burden that that causes um, and the fear. I, I've actually been holding off on watching Goodwill Hunting for like, probably like six months. 
I've been wanting to watch it. I was like, I just want to wait till we watch it in the podcast. In all honesty, I, I'm surprised we it we've gotten this far. I remember when we picked all these movies so long ago. <laughs> I felt like it would take forever to get here. It's been at least a year by now. I yeah, think. no, it's, right. yeah, we've no. been recording for a year. Yeah, over a year we've been recording. Um, we'll be coming up close to, um, I guess, a year of everything being published. So yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a great ride. I guess with that. We'll see you next week. Bye, man, Fockers. See y'all.